Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to Trundlebed Tales Radio. Today's episode is going to be a sort of roving report from Laura Palooza. And uh, before we get into that, the first thing we have to do is a little housekeeping. So, and first off. I want to make sure that everybody knows the numbers. If you want to call in or ask a question, I do have the chat room going live. And the numbers to call in are 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's one 877 Six three three nine three eight nine, and you can call that not only to come in and ask a question, but also if you just want to listen by phone. So if you're ever out and about when one of the episodes is on, feel free to listen that way too. And as I mentioned, I have opened the chat room, so if anybody wants to ask a question that way rather than than talking online, you are more than welcome to do that too. And first off, I want to start with an apology. Uh, the episode that I did previously, the July update, is blank. And I would go ahead and delete it, but it's got so many hits on it now that I hate to. But uh, apparently what happened... Tell me if something isn't going right or if somebody needs to speak up or there I'm cutting out. Okay. Um well apparently I'm cutting out, but hopefully it'll be good enough so that you can hear me. We'll have to see if it continues to be a problem. I can call in with the the cell phone. But um so I didn't have an official listener last time. Oh, that was actually her, my official Okay, there I am back. Um, so normally I have a listener, an official listener, to tell me when I'm having issues so that we can fix it, but I didn't have her that time, so that's why the July update is blank, and, and I'm sorry about that, and I will endeavor not to do this without an official listener again. But uh, So basically that's what's going on with that. And while I am... Um, apologizing I should also tell you that I had mentioned in uh, the during the Mankato travel times episode that I was going to be doing roving reports as I have done previously from Laura Palooza and from Walnut Grove and the Smet when I stopped well that didn't happen um basically it was 
it, it just ended up being a lot busier than it did on previous trips, and I just didn't get a chance to do it. And I was having to stay up after midnight and get up at six o'clock, so I just it didn't happen. So, um, this is sort of to make up for it and kind of give you a late report, roving report from Man, from Mankato, and I hope that you will enjoy it anyway. Uh, and I think, oh, I, do, I should mention that I have quite a few things upcoming, but I don't have any hard dates yet. So hopefully we'll be doing an August update pretty soon, which you actually will be able to hear and which will take you through the uh, upcoming episodes because hopefully we'll, we'll get them firmed up by then. So I think that's all the housekeeping. And um, I I do apologize for for the technical issues. And hopefully one of these days we'll get them all straightened out just in time for them to turn to an entirely new system and an entirely new set of problems, I'm sure. Uh, if you haven't been following me pretty much anywhere, Laura Palooza is the conference, the national conference of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Legacy and Research Association. This was the second time that we'd had the conference, the first one being in 2010. So we, uh, oh, Lori in the chat room just got sound, so I hope the rest of you have it too. Um, so anyway, this was the second one. The first one was in 2010. This is 2012. And there are getting to be quite a few different organizations that put on uh, conferences about a specific woman's author. Right now, they are having uh, a the Betsy Tacey Convention should be finishing up in, also in Mankato. Earlier this summer in Prince Edward Island, good old PEI, they had an Ellen Montgomery conference. She's the one who wrote Anna Green Gables. And there was also oh, Beatrix Potter conference this, this year. Uh, so which is uh, the person who wrote Peter Rabbit and all those stories. So it's interesting that, that we're getting so many of these conferences, and I really wish that, that I could be there. But if you follow me on Twitter, I've been gathering up their tweets and retweeting it, so I hope that gives you a little small flavor of being there as it did me. So uh, I should also address the fact that Laura Palooza, last time I had a bunch of videos that I made, and I really just uh, didn't get them edited or any of them up. I really thought I was going to, but it just didn't happen. So I do have a lot of them filmed, and I'm going to have to do a, record a little couple bridges at home, and then hopefully soon we will be getting those up. Uh, and there is a little less footage than last time because I had to do a lot more behind-the-scenes stuff this time, and... Sadly, you cannot, and a, a few more things uh, announcing up front, which I enjoy greatly, but it's very hard to be on both sides of the camera at the same time. So hopefully we'll still be able to give you a flavor of what it was like to be there. So uh, keep an eye out for those, and I will definitely let you know when those are coming. So what happened was when I finally arrived in Mankato, which was uh, basically a six-hour drive from my house, I show up at the America Inn, 
And the very first thing I ran into is one of our guest speakers' uh, room reservations had started before the next night, that not that, not that night, and they were fully booked. So uh, we ended up having to um, move her over to the dorms for a night, and that was my my introduction to the conference before I even got checked in. But uh, Mankato is, again, a lovely town, having the same season of road construction that we're having around here. And I really didn't get out to uh, some of the places around town like I did last time either. I was mostly right there on the, the campus. The America Inn was, again, a very lovely host. I was glad to have it. And, of course, some other people stayed in dorms. And uh, the first event of the conference was the Ice Cream Social, which was on Wednesday night. I am very happy to report that quite a few people actually showed up in costume this time. Last time, there were only three of us. This time, there were quite a few adults and a couple little girls, so... I was very happy to see that because I'm always I'm always thinking, am I going to be the only one who bears my prairie dust? But no, we had quite a few this time. I think that's a great tradition, and I really hope that we see it expand further next time. So if you are thinking about coming to Laura Palooza 2015, think about having a prairie dress that you can bring with you and wear to the ice cream social. Conference registration uh, was the first thing on Thursday, and it ended up being a little bit hectic, and I'm just very grateful that everybody um, took things as calmly as they did. Uh, we had uh, a long line, a lot of people to get through, and what we had originally thought were going to be two Different things, uh, two different places ended up being in the same place with the same group of people, and um, that caused some challenges. But eventually we got it all straightened out, and everybody got registered, and we got in for the uh, welcoming remarks by our president, Amy Louders. And I think that uh, things definitely picked up from there. Oh, I did want to mention that uh, we did try and accommodate a few things in the schedule that uh, were comments that we'd gotten last year. One is which we had actual breaks this year, which I think went really, really well. And it was very nice to have food at the breaks. Now, that does add to the cost of the conference, but I think it was well worth the money. And I think that the social uh, connections and the networking is an important part of bringing Laura Ingalls Wilder fans together. So uh, I I think that worked out really well. Uh, the We did a call for volunteers and quite a few people stepped forward and several of them volunteered to be moderators for a sort of subject heading of the, the speakers. They were kind of bundled together in these little subjects. And uh, the volunteer moderators kept track of the time, uh, introduced the speakers, and um, just kind of kept things moving along smoothly. And we really appreciate everybody who volunteered to do that because it was a big help. And I think that is definitely one of the successful experiments from this conference. So uh, the first section of topics was Literary Laura. And uh, we had a comparison of Laura Ingalls Wilder and Louisa May Alcott, and a couple of speakers looking at what Laura read. 
Then we had a section on history and context with uh, Barbara Mays Bowstead, who was talking about the tornado that Laura witnessed in um, in the book. And there is actually happens to be one of the very first tornadoes that was actually photographed was most likely the actual tornado that Laura saw. Um, so that really, really was interesting. Uh, and then we had a couple other ones. Probably the, the biggest surprise for me of that group was uh, Susan Turlow's presentation on Dr. George Tan. Uh, she has done a very, very thorough job in tracking people down. And uh, I, I really liked hers, and I'm going to see if we can get her to come on the show. Uh, Jim Hicks talked about... Uh, his his work on the children of the Brewster School, Helen Gunnerson talked about the galities of Roger and Rose. Then we got to the Legacy Luncheon. And the, I had the honor of, of hosting that this time. And if you're on Facebook, I shared a picture that uh, one of the other attendees took of me during that. And there's been a couple people showing pictures of that, which I was very grateful of because I couldn't take any. But uh, we honored Shirley Nachmoose and Barbara Walker. And uh, I'm going to give you my full speeches on those on the video. So I think that um, I won't say too much more of that. If you're unfamiliar with them, Shirley Nachmoose was with the Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum uh, from the second organizational meeting back in 1974 all the way to 2006. And she really was the the face of Walnut Grove for a lot of people. She took part in the the pageant and was Mrs. Olson for many, many years. And she played the pump organ in the museum grounds. She worked the front desk. Uh, She got the gift shop started by having her her grandma or having her mother uh, make sunbonnets to her old pattern that she used to make. So she really, uh, and she also gave uh, almost anybody who went to Walnut Grove to do research or to do something for the museum or sometimes just to visit a place to stay because there is no motel in Walnut Grove. And I think that that in itself was a great service to Laura Fandom. Uh, The other honoree was Barbara Walker, who is, of course, the author of The Little House Cookbook and also was a very early author of a travel article about Laura Ingalls Wilder and DeSmet that appeared in the New York Times. So that was just both ladies very much deserved the honor, and I think they were both very touched. It We actually ended up running long because we had so many people who wanted to stand up and give testimonials, and um, it, it was really a great thing. That moved us along to the main focus of the afternoon, which was Dale Cockrell and Dean Butler uh, doing pause fiddle. They showed the behind-the-scenes making of video and the actual video. If your PBS station has not yet shown pause fiddle, contact them today and ask them to consider airing it. They have all the way through the middle of next July, and um, while it's uh, mostly a modern take on the songs in the Little House, I think that most Laura fans will enjoy seeing it. 
and we definitely want this to be a success to show them that Laura Ingalls Wilder projects make money. So get a hold of PBS, let them know that you want it to come, and if it does come, do your best to pledge because what we're trying to do is make sure that people back future Laura Ingalls Wilder projects. The final event of the evening was the author's reception, which I love because it's basically people um, who I know and like standing around at tables signing copies of their books, and you get a chance to talk to them and get your books signed. And it's it's really a great thing, and I, I enjoyed it very much. I didn't take too many this time because anybody who actually saw my car could testify to the fact that it was pretty much as full as it could possibly be safely. Um, you just couldn't fit much more in there. So I limited myself to bringing Barbara Walker's books along this time, but um, it really, it's a nice thing. And uh, members of the organization got in uh, a half hour before everybody else, which I think was really uh, a nice benefit to membership too. The final event of Thursday was the Amber Waves Band, who ended up being a big hit for everybody uh, as they played during the reception. And um, they do kind of bluegrassy music and a mixture of songs that would have been um, once Laura knew and more modern things. Bright and early Friday morning at 8 o'clock, we had Linda Halpin talking about quilting. And I had not heard... Linda speak before, uh, and I just have to say that um, I am. After hearing her speak, I'm uh, going to get her on the show. She said that she'd agree. I just to do it. She hasn't uh, got. We haven't gotten a date set yet, but she did an excellent job taking people through the history of quilting and how quilting changed by decades and when quilt names came in and the history of it and the kind of colors people would have been using and how you could identify whether a pattern was this or that. And, and I just, she did a very good job with that. And I was really impressed. So uh, I hope that we get her on here pretty soon. The next thing was uh, also in response to requests last time to have a little bit more hands-on activities. So they had rotating three ha sort of hands-on things. There was food as a little house where they were over in a separate building because we could use the kitchens there, making long winter bread and churning butter. Then uh, Linda was having people work on tying a quilt. And uh, then, which is, by the way, the only way I do quilts just because I find it far too heartbreaking having just finished sewing the top to go back in and re-sew it all over again. I like tied quilts. But anyway, that's what they were working on. And then the third thing being the Amber Waves Band kind of took people through what the different instruments were, what they sounded like, what their role was in the band. Then we had uh, a lunch social where people were supposed to sit in subject interest groups but everybody seemed, well, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people seemed much more interested in getting their food immediately than anything else. So I don't know. We may try that again. Um, I think some people enjoyed it, and I know some people made connections at the speaker or at the subject table. So um, kind of a mixed bag, but I think it may be worth trying again. 
that led immediately to our main speaker of the afternoon, which was Bill Anderson, who did a great job. And uh, as usual, no surprise there. And his topic was he was pulling some primary sources and kind of talking about the middle Laura. Many people talk about Laura as a little girl or they think of her as an older grandmotherly figure. And he was kind of trying to shine a light on the middle of her life somewhat. And I I really enjoyed it. And uh, he ended with a great quote about someone had about her dancing uh, at a community dance, and she fell down and then jumped back up again before anybody got over there to help her because she just loved dancing and was very uh, into it. And it, it just it was a great quote, and I'm so glad that he shared it. Uh, the next person after the break was Barbara Walker of the Little House. Uh, cookbook and she not only talked a little bit about doing the cookbook but then she kind of talked about her take on the books and um, it's an interesting thing because she has kind of a different attitude towards them than than a lot of people does she kind of sees kind of a darker side to the stories and points out that they were really despite the the possible limits, they were really better off in Pepin than they would be again for a very long time as far as food, as far as possessions, as far as as just about anything. So she argues that Pa made a mistake to leave the big woods. And uh, she makes an interesting argument. If you ever get a chance to hear her, I definitely would. And... um, then we went into the member meeting, which um, is, um, not really being the best time and place for it. We we kind of ended up running uh, a little bit over, and we had to let the general public in. But I'm glad we actually got the meeting in this time, and I hope uh, we heard a lot of suggestions from members, and hopefully we'll be able to be a little we're working on the communication, which I, th- I think probably our biggest problem with the membership right now is we need to have a better system of communication, and we're still trying to kind of figure out what would be the best one for meeting our goals. But we definitely are going to make an effort on that in the coming time. And then uh, the last event of the evening was Allison Ingram, who uh, did her confessions program, where she talked about growing up in Little House and uh, growing up around Hollywood, and, and I really liked it. Uh, it ended up being uh, something a lot of people thought she was really funny. It really was a stand-up routine, and uh, it just uh, made you kind of get a peek into what her life was like. And she also said that for those of you who liked her book of the same name, she is working on another book. So I I think that that's a good thing. If you have not yet gotten her first book and would like a uh, autographed copy, you can, and you haven't gotten a chance to run into her in person, you can get that through the Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum in Walnut Grove. If you order it through them and tell them that you want an autographed copy, they will go ahead and do that. Um, then we move on to Saturday. And once again, we started at 8 o'clock. And 
I think next time we are going to probably try to start a little later. We got a lot of comments on that, and um, I guess 8 o'clock was too early for a lot of people to start, but the speaker was Julie Williams, which if uh, you have caught up with all our episodes, then uh, they then you'll know that she was on here talking about her work on Carrie Ingalls as a press woman. And uh, I, what I really like about her perspective is that she looks at it from what were the kinds of things that um, a woman working in a newspaper office at that time would have been doing. And so it kind of uh, gives you a better perspective than trying to, to track down exactly what Carrie did at certain time because it isn't always easy to do that. But if you can come up with what a typical newspaper woman at that time and place was doing and then extrapolate for what you can find out about Carrie specifically, I think uh, it, it gives you a much clearer picture of uh, Carrie and her life. Julie has tracked down uh, some paper newspapers, some that uh, Carrie worked on, and, of course, the Dismet News and Leader. And she found out about a number of records that she was unaware of during her uh, presentation and, and the time afterwards. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she comes up with next. The next section was uh, an educator panel, and um, several people were involved with that. It was it was set up by Connie Newman. They ha had uh, both people who go out and do uh, first-person presentations, people who are more on the curriculum side of it, and they all did kind of short little encapsulations of this is what I do. They also, a lot of them, brought everything that they used in their original display, which uh, was tables upon tables worth of stuff. And... Um, it certainly was worth looking at. Then we had another break, and then uh, the next section was farm and handiwork. Uh, Kelly Kathleen Ferguson, who who uh, did the first presentation at the first floor of Palooza, uh, was talking more about her book, uh, Her Life is Laura, and she read a very funny passage where she tried to write her life in terms of Laura, so it was like the little house was in the middle of the suburbs, and uh, it was pretty funny. And we ended, of course, with the very last presentation being the very best, at least I think so, it was mine, Laura Ingalls Wilder, What a Doll. Uh, we pushed it right up into the last minute, and then we all went over for the spelling bee and the silent auction in the main room. The silent auction went really, really well. And especially for a first one, um, I think the some of the bids went went very high, and I think some would have gone higher if people. I, I don't know that we've got the right mix of timing yet, but it, it really um, they haven't finished clearing everything yet. But I think we definitely have made more than our goal. Uh, to do the initial filing as a nonprofit, so that is great, and we'll uh, be letting you know what the next steps are from there. Several people during uh, the conference said that they worked for nonprofits or they had worked on getting other places nonprofit status, and we hope that you will all contact us and because we are open to all the suggestions and help we can get on that. We ended up with a closing lunch. And then we went over 
to Walnut Grove. And this time, last time, I stopped a couple places on the way and kind of sauntered over there. This time, um, there was kind of a tighter schedule, so I mostly drove straight over without, except for stopping to change clothes uh, in a in a fast food restaurant's bathroom on the way. But I made and keep up with the bus, and I made it up there. So that was great. Um, And I'm going to really kind of stop there because I'm going to try and do another one of these updates telling you about what I found in Walnut Grove and uh, hopefully one in DeSmet. I didn't get to stay very long in either place, but we ended up, uh, I, I think I... And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as well. Uh, Again, I want to extend my apologies if the July update was blank. And I'm going to hopefully work with uh, make sure that I always have an official listener so we don't let that happen again. Uh, I would like to thank a couple of those people who uh, did contact me and let me know that there was an issue. Unfortunately, they contacted me right when I was getting ready to leave for Laura Palooza, and I, I didn't get back to it till now. So I am sorry about that, and hopefully we will have less problems as we go on. And I'm going to take just a second more. Lori, who has been very faithful in, in the chat room today, says that uh, he's bl- she's blaming my talk for making her want to get a doll. So I guess I will take the blame for that. And thank you, everyone, for joining us, and tune in again soon for Trendlebed Tales. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.